This is Beyond the Hate. I'm Steve. I'm John. And today we're talking about the uh, the end of the... Well, actually it's not the end, but it's the end of the first part of this trilogy. Of John Wick. Parabellum. Yep. Good old chapter three. Which means, uh, if you want peace, prepare for war. Right. That's what parabellum means. Yeah. And a uh, 9mm that John Wick uh, uses in this movie is the 9mm parabellum. Uh, ah, okay. All ties in. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so before we even get into it, what are we drinking today, John? Uh, this is uh Lining Kugels. Uh, this is uh, uh Lining. What is it Lining Kugels Brewing? Uh, but it's Snowdrift Vanilla Porter. Um, and it's uh, it says in here, robust porter, aged on real vanilla. Uh. And it's uh, it's six percent alcohol. It's very good. Uh, I knew uh, before I even tasted it that it was going to be good. We pour them in Pilsner's glass because we're not barbarians. We know how to drink beer. <laughs> uh, but whenever you go to even take a sip, not like a snob wine smeller or taster or whatever the hell you call them, uh, you'll go to put it up to your mouth and you'll just instantly smell the vanilla. Yeah. And the vanilla really gives it a good taste, too. That's when I knew that this was going to be a good beer. So I'm going to give it a 3 out of 3. It's very good. Um, I would drink this all day long. Yeah, so, and it's actually not expensive either. I think this was like maybe 10 for a 6-pack. It's like 10 or 11. Great. So one of the um, uh, more inexpensive... Craft beers. You can always tell because it's a twist top, not a pop top. So, um, the 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 value of the beer normally. The more expensive the beer, the more effort you have to put in to open the motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Although I, I just don't understand why craft beers don't have twist tops too. Yeah. It's not like it's gonna hurt anything. It's like no, we have to make it hard. Right. We've got to cap it old school. <laughs> we have to make it harder. It's not a true craft beer. Right. Um. Or maybe um, the thing is that um, 
this brewing company actually has the money to pay to get the uh, glass um, probably the extra couple cents to make the glass where you can just screw a cap on it. Right, yeah. You know, because, yeah, that's probably the only difference. It probably costs a little extra to make it a screw top than it does a pop top. Uh-huh. So maybe that's what the craft beer things are. Because usually it's a lot of smaller brewing companies that do do craft beers. Right, good small so, batch. Yeah, small batch and stuff. That, that's why they're so good because it's like... Uh, not a factory producing your beer it's people yeah that's trying to sell you those beers locally and we've still yet to drink uh, Stone Cold's beer so um somebody wants to send it to us <laughs> yeah just uh email me at beyond the ADI.com and uh, we, we would love to try it because trying to Stone get Cold alcohol... I know you listen to this shit come on man yeah <laughs> Oh hell yeah! Oh hell yeah! Uh, but the yeah the thing trying to get uh, alcohol shipped to you in the state of Alabama is fuck all ridiculous. Uh, you, you can't like if you go onto a site and you're like, oh hey, I want to order some of this this like liquor that I saw online. It's like enter your state and it's like sorry we can't deliver here and you're like fucking Alabama, God. It's like you're sucks. a terrorist. Yeah. You get put on a watch list and all kinds of stuff. Right. So. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. They were trying to enjoy some good beer that was out of state. Nuke them. (laughs) You know. It's like Alabama wasn't one of the states that was, like, down for prohibition or anything like that. We, We had... We had quite a bit of smugglers. A lot of shine going on down here. Yeah, a man. lot of shine. It's yeah. like, where do you think NASCAR came from? It was from people in the South running shine and had to outrun the law. <laughs> and it's like, you, I, I'm not 100% sure where uh, a lot of these um, voters come from in the Bible Belt. Because I don't know many people in, the, um, in Alabama that's just like, you know... Uh, You know, um, yeah, I don't like people that drink. It's like most people in in this state do drink. You know. Yeah, I mean that's that's what I'm saying. Like it's just it's it's so weird uh, when you think about it. But ah, let's get into the comments. <laughs> I was gonna say because like my my grandmother like you know I'm from Illinois and my my grandmother she was you know pretty devout Catholic and. The only time she ever drank alcohol was when it was like communion wine. That was it. She did not drink at the house. You know, she never drank alcohol like at the house. She didn't have it there. None of that kind of stuff. But she would drink communion wine, you know, if it was at church. But, you know, Alabama's a lot different because there's alcohol every fucking where around here. You can throw a rock and hit a liquor store. (laughs) Yeah, they are not hard to find. Whoa, Uh, don't be throwing a... Rocks at liquor stores, John. <laughs> hey, you know, if you break the window, that just means you get whiskey for free. That's how that works. Dude, do not steal a man's whiskey in Alabama. <laughs> yeah, don't don't fuck with There's some things in this world you don't do. You don't fuck with a man's you don't fuck with a man's dog, you don't fuck with a man's car, and you damn sure don't fuck with his alcohol. Yep. Yeah. And yep. Uh, John Wick is based on two of those things. We haven't seen anybody do anything with doing like crazy with alcohol. They usually they just serve it to him, you know. Yeah. Because he uh, he drinks the bur- what was the name of the bourbon you said that he drinks? Oh uh, uh, shit, I forgot. Um, but I I want to try it. 
I have the I have the notes somewhere, but I you yeah. know that's not on this episode. That was on the first episode, actually. On the yeah, on John Wick one, yeah. Yeah, so go check out John Wick one. That's where most of your your information on my side of things is going to be at because, you know, whenever you're dealing with trilogies, um, there's really only so much you can talk about. Um, well, like on the Matrix trilogy, remember when we, when we did that? You were when once we got to like Matrix Revolutions, you're like. Yeah, pretty much. I already talked about everything. I don't really know what else I can add to this. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's, it, it, it's yeah, like, yeah, that's okay. not a bad thing. I mean, we still we still have the comments. We still have things to talk about. Yeah. But uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's just one of those things where it's just like trilogies yeah. are like that. Whenever you have the same people working on stuff, I mean, I'm, you know, especially it, on stuff like something like this, where it's like it's the same writer, it's the same director, it's you know pretty much the same you know main cast as far as like you know Keanu and then you know, Ian McShane as Winston and I forgot the name of the guy who plays the concierge. I don't know his name off the top of my head. Um, oh, you're talking about um, the concierge guy the, with the glasses that uh, watches his dog. Sh- what the hell is his... his uh... Shit, what's that dude's name? Uh, because uh, he is... Yeah, Lance Reddick. Uh, Lance Reddick, yeah, that's his name. Oh, okay. He does this really awesome thing. And uh, I think it's like a YouTube skit where he's like a manager of a toy store. <laughs> and he's pretty much just talking about owning all their asses and stuff like that. It's really great. That's pretty funny. But uh, those are the only three characters that's been in every movie. Oh uh, yeah, okay, yeah, Wick, uh, uh, Winston, and the concierge. Yes, yeah, uh, Sharon, I think Sharon. Uh, cause Sharon, because he's, he's named after like the, um, the it was the, like the Greek. Uh, yeah, protector of the underworld. Underworld, yeah. The right, boat yeah. dude, yeah, the boat dude. Or is it is it Charon? Is that Charon? Charon, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, <laughs> so um, I guess we'll start with the story because uh, some people just they had a lot of issues with the story. Because it's this. great. <laughs> this is the, this is always it's like these these movies like the story is not complicated. People, it's not. It's really not. And even this one, even though they introduce a lot of new things that we hadn't seen before, um, it's still like I don't understand <laughs> what it is with people. It's like, are people just like, are they just so retarded that they don't under they don't understand how the fuck movies work? I, I'm beginning yes. to think that people don't understand how movies work. Well, I mean, they're, they're I mean they're, they're like hard. they watch it and they have no clue what the story is, even though it's obvious. You know, and it's like, and we're on the third part. If if you, it's so hard for millennials to pay attention. It's so hard. You gotta make pets. sure you you've gotta make sure. And it's like to them. If you actually have a condition, I'm not making fun of you. I'm just saying that some of these kids are just they they just functionally they don't know how to they don't how to how to, they don't know how to act as like people, and they have a lot of issues with like their attention span, and then like when they do want to get attention, they're annoying as fuck, like. You know Logan Paul and Jake Paul. Basically, if your last name is Paul, then you're probably Paul's, an asshole. Paul Shear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know Paul Shear is probably the same level of asshole as Logan and Jake Paul. 
Yeah. Except basically, Chris Paul. Chris Paul's cool. Yeah, I mean, basically the same guy. There's other three guys, basically the same dude. Right? <laughs> Assholes. <laughs> um... But uh, but anyway, so I'll, I'll just I'll just get into it. So it says uh, there is no real plot here. A bounty is put on uh, Wick's head, and about a million assassins try to kill him. Uh, who know uh, who who <laughs> they 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 really they spelled this wrong, but I know what they were trying to say. Who know there were that many assassins in the world? Uh, the movie is basically one dance redone a hundred times. There was no story. There was no character development. While the fight scenes were well done, they were too long, too frequent, and frankly, they were boring. Halle Berry was awful in this. The dialogue was awful in this. Sadly, the third John Wick film has deteriorated into a mindless, plotless, overly violent action scene that lasts for two hours. Zero plot, typical anti-male female characters, uh, ridiculous levels of gore beyond what is needed, uh, not to give anything away... Uh, the entire movie seems to consist of John Wick killing uncountable numbers of bad guys who are out to kill him because he broke the rules of some bizarre hotel for killers. There is not much of a story except for Wick's trading, on, uh, trading in on past favors uh, with ever higher ranking bad guys and at each level having to kill a few dozen more bad guys. There are virtually no, there's virtually no humor or personal interest in John himself. It's a clear indication that the population is getting dumber that we have so many 10 out of 10 reviews for this movie or people are being either that or people are being paid to post positive reviews. I very uh, I very much would like to know the demographic of those who rated this movie a 9 or a 10. Probably teenage guys who play video games uh, 12 hours a day. Uh, the first movie was good, the second was terrible, and this movie is a disaster. Then there's the blatant plagiarism from the likes of Enter the Dragon and Man with the Golden Gun. Those movies were uh, the, those movies don't deserve their moments dragged down to this level. I'm assuming the film was part funded by a glazing company uh, because of the number of times someone uh, was thrown through a plane of glass, including Keanu. And finally, let's look at Keanu himself. I'm sure he's a nice guy, uh, but I've got I've got nothing against him. But an action figure, he is not. Or rather, he is in the literal sense so wooden as acting, so plastic, his repetitive, downtrodden expression. I left the theater once Count Orlock, <laughs> the adjudicator, uh, showed up. Her acting was the worst I've seen. If she wants to play C-3PO, try out for Star Wars. But this was the final straw for me in this movie. Well, um... That is... lot to unpack there, but... Yeah, that's a lot to unpack, because... I mean... Always, people want to attack the acting. Obviously, this guy's really, really bitter. Um, um, and uh, the adjudicator uh, was uh, Asia Kate Dillon. Um, that's her name. And um, she was one of the people that accepted the role without reading the script. Uh, because they, she loves Keanu Reeves. And um, she really wanted to be in this franchise. And she did a great job um, being cold and calculated. She's an assassin. Um, and assassins a lot of times have... Uh, they're cut off from humanity. 
just like Mark Dacasso's character Zero in this movie. Yeah. He, he he's killed. He he's one of the high tables like most dangerous assassins. That's why they immediately come to him. Uh, he's not just some guy. He's not just some assassin. He is like their most dangerous assassin. Yeah. Because they're like, we need to fix some shit. We need our best assassin. So they go to Mark Ducasso's character, character, Zero. So, you know, he goes, fucks up the brewery and, you know, everything else. Uh, you know, the, everyone that helped John or had something to do with John. Yeah, the Russians. Yeah, uh, you know... Uh, I almost think, like, uh, what's his name uh, from part two that John let live at the first of the movie probably should have been in this movie. That would have been cool. Oh, yeah. We'll probably Abram. see him. We'll probably see him in four. Abram, yeah. Yeah, Abram. Um, old dude's brother that he killed in the first one. Yeah. Um, the one that he makes peace with when he yeah. gets his a car back. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's like the the thing where it says, like, uh, there was no character development uh, and no story. And it's like, no, there's some character development in this because, you know, in terms of, like, well, Winston has some development, but he he, he eventually develops into um, trying to protect his own ass and forgetting that the reason that he has the shit that he has is because of John. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's know? basically what, what happens. He, he uses John to get his... You get the Continental back, but right. he forgot that John's not so easy to kill. No. Uh, so, spoiler alert, in the later ones to come, John is going to murder this motherfucker. Not only that, um, he's going to kill everyone at the high table. <laughs> so, the, the one of the questions that I had was that the uh, the hit that they basically they they told uh, John that if he kills Winston, he's 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 free and he you know he doesn't you know he's basically squared up with the high table again because of the um, I forget the the guy that he talks to in the desert I don't know what his character's name is um, the, uh, Prince the, of the High Table or something like that is, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't but, think he has like an actual name I, I don't know if he has a name but he's just he's like a, a figurehead that's you know you know part of the High Table. Um, that basically tells him, like, I will remove your excommunicado, but your target is Winston. So, does that mean that in part four, if he kills Winston, or if, if down the line he kills Winston, that still stands? Or because he helped Winston take the Continental back, that that is void? And No, I don't think it stands at all. Yeah, I don't think it stands, because they let him have the con they let Winston have the Continental back. So he's back working for the high table. So John's basically going to have to come for Winston and everyone at the high table next. <laughs> because he made a deal with somebody from the high table and basically went against it. So now he's basically like, he's going to have to kill the entire like top structure. Yes. So I wonder if the story of this eventually becomes where he runs the high table. No, I don't think that's where the or story Or he kills goes. them and just walks away. I don't think he's gonna try to run anything. I think he's just gonna destroy all of it and then just walk away. Uh, yeah, probably, possibly, or maybe die. I don't know. Yeah, because we, we don't know how the story's gonna end because they're still working. You know, they're working on part four. Yeah, but the thing where like it says, um, 
you know, that uh, it says, like, uh, you know, Halle Berry was awful and the dialogue was awful. And I'm this, like... This Halle... is this is the, the movie that she... She literally said this is the movie that she worked the hardest on. Right. In the career of her movie makings. She said this was because she had for one, she had to do all the gun training and stuff, all the uh, judo the training. Yeah, all the judo training and stuff, and then she had to uh, uh, learn how to train dogs for six months. Right. Because she had to be able to give those. It was two dogs on the screen, but it's five dogs total that were used in these movies. Um, they look like German shepherds, but they're not called German shepherds. They're called something else. Uh, but they're mainly police dogs, but they're very, they're, they're, they're in the German Shepherd family. Like, but they're just not, they're not called German Shepherds. These are police dogs. These are like real canine units. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's a lot of hard work. The gun training and stuff. Keanu Reeves himself said he's never seen someone so dedicated to doing something. And, you know. Hallie was also happy to work with Keanu because she hadn't done that before up until this point. Yeah, and she was They've never just, crossed up in a movie before. Yeah, and she was just like, "He's he's amazing. He's he's hardworking. He's an awesome act." She 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 even went on record as saying, "It's like no." She was like, uh, "Keanu was born to play this role." She was like, uh, "Because John Wick doesn't talk very much, and um, Keanu does." Um, the best job of anybody that she could see, like expression, expressing what he's feeling at the moment, without having to say too much. Right, and that's I think one of the things that I think a lot of times people forget about Keanu, because everybody wants to say whenever they don't maybe like the lines or the dialogue, and they're like, you know, they're doing a terrible job. You know, it's like. Or maybe if they don't have a lot of lines, it's like, oh, well, they're shit at delivering lines, so they just cut all that out. It's like, no, a lot of times Keanu, he can act with his, his, his face, he can act with, like, his body, you know? Like, the performance is not just, like, you know, one character talking to another character, you know? Like, me just talking to you, that could be considered dialogue in a movie, right? Right, right. You know? But if I'm over here and I'm making facial expressions... And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going through, like, you know, a particular, you know, motions. Like, you know, when, when John's hurt and he's injured. And, you know, when he's been, you know, attacked and stuff. And he has to be able to do all the physical parts of this role. That's part of acting. And I think a lot of times it's, like, because Keanu does play, like, these, like, you know, uh, not dialogue-heavy roles. People are like, well, he's so shit at acting, they just t- take all of his lines away. It's like, no... Part of the genius of his acting is that he can use his body and his facial expressions to get the point across. He doesn't have to do 20-minute monologues, you know, because he's a different actor from somebody like, uh, well, for example, like DiCaprio. You know, DiCaprio, you know, when a lot of times, you know, when he gets into a movie, he's one of the, like in Wolf of Wall Street and stuff like that. He's a talker. He can be a talker and he can do these great monologues and have these great sequences and he's great at talking. Keanu... His skills are in a lot of different things, so like, he goes by what he's good but at. Like in like back to Leo though, like it, like in um, uh, the Revenant, which he won the won the Oscar for. He hardly talks in that movie at all, Leo. 
Yeah. Well, you think they wrote that movie, be like, eh, let's cut some shit. Leo's kind of stupid. He can't Leo really can't deliver lines. He's yeah. kind of shit at it. He's so let's just shit. make so him the strong silent type. Yeah, let's just make him the strong silent type. Let's, you know. It's like, Leo, it's like, you're good and everything, but the only way you're going to win an Oscar is shut the fuck up. No one wants to hear you talk, Leo. Because <laughs> your voice is horrible. You, you look ugly as fuck. Yeah. And it's like. You have this, like, rat-like face that people you have don't this, like. You're disgusting, Leo. <laughs> right, right, We're like, going to try to shut you the fuck up. Like, you're, like, <laughs> hotness, you know, you know Steve Buscemi's at the top, obviously. Oh, yeah. And then you're somewhere at the Buscemi, bottom. Buscemi has, like, the sexiest eyes. The sexiest eyes. <laughs> his teeth. His teeth are perfect. Right. Uh, <laughs> We're fucking with you. Yeah, Leo is a beautiful man. He, yeah. I could listen to him. If he ever, like, just, which he never will, maybe in some multiverse, maybe I'll step into it one day where Leo has his own um, podcast or something. Oh, yeah. And I'll just be like, yeah, I'm going to listen to that. So what's <laughs> about? It's, it's about, don't listen to it. It's just about environmental bullshit. You know, he's all into the environment and shit, you know, because that's that's a bad thing, caring about the world. Right. What a, what a piece of shit. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we only have one planet to live on. You always on hear that when people say, it's like, I like Leo and everything, but always about the environment. It's like, what? Are, wait, what are you talking about? It's like, like, so you don't like the planet that you fucking live on? Yeah, Let's get like, the fuck off of it. Oh, he's always talking about the environment, man. Shut the fuck up, right? Am I right? It's like, no, you're not right. He He's right. He's like, stop trashing our planet i mean i think that's anytime somebody wants to talk shit about like or, or say that like well you know global warming is like fake and climate control and all that kind of stuff is you know is 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 not real and all that kind of shit it's like well why don't we blast you into space and you can go to mars and guess what the fuck mars has nothing mars has nothing for you we only have one planet we can't fuck it up so if Leo wants to try to educate people and get more people to understand that, hey, we only have one planet, let the man do his thing. <laughs> and it was like, what was, like, people were back in that uh, thing, and I think it was Robert De Niro that said it. It's like, you shouldn't let, listen to celebrities and any um, about anything because most of them are pretty dumb. People are like, yeah, you shouldn't listen to celebrities and stuff. And I was like, are we really going to... Are we really going to take advice from Robert De Niro? <laughs> Is that the thing that we're doing now? Are we going to take advice from the guy who did Meet the Fockers? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like the guy. But if you ask me, it's like, yeah, you should listen to Robert De Niro. I'd be like, no, nah, I'd rather listen to Leo. I think he's had the better career up until this point. De Niro's done some pretty dumb shit. <laughs> and he's he's kind of verbally abusive to people that work for him, too, so... That's not something you'll probably ever catch Leo doing. He's like out partying and stuff. Actually a great dancer. Um, with his 23-year-old supermodel that he gets criticized for. Dating someone too young until that 23-year-old on Twitter actually was just like, I can choose who I date too. You know that, right? Right. It wasn't like he just picked me out of a machine like and it's then, a vending like a and vending people were like, oh yeah, <laughs> we forgot. While we were trying to be, you know, uh, social justice warriors, we forgot. She has a choice, too, to yeah. date Leo. If you, the if you're the 20- woman, we let the woman, woman speak, and she said, you guys, I want to date Leonardo DiCaprio. I might be 23, but he's also Leonardo DiCaprio. Okay, so let's say, hypothetically, you're a 23-year-old woman, and Leo's, like, interested in you. Or a man. I'm, I'm 35. What's, right. up? What's up, Leo? <laughs> <laughs> What's up, cutie? Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> it's, nah, like, nah. it's like it's like do we make it gay do we just make it gay yeah it's we just, just made it gay yeah I mean, but it's gay for leo so I, I don't even think that gets that's considered gay that's just considered what you do i mean whatever i'll take the labels i'll suck that <laughs> <laughs> thank god you weren't drinking at the same time you said that man you would have had beer all over your microphone that's a, that's a pretty rich dick to suck. <laughs> Woo! Damn. Oh man, just think of the power of the influence in that one penis. Like, mm. damn. You know, but props to her for you know getting somebody like Leo, man. And props, and props to, to her for standing up for herself when yeah. people are just like, oh, he he he's going after kids. It's like twenty three is not a kid. Nope. That's a grown ass woman. She can do what she wants. Let's not forget about that social justice warrior. The other person has a say in it too. Right. It's not like Leo's just like. R. Kelly or something, or Jeffrey Epstein, like, just being like, bring me my next, you know, child. This is a grown woman. Yeah, and she can make grown woman and decisions on I who think, she wants to date. I think Leo likes to date younger women because they, he is still considers himself a younger man. He likes to go out and party and stuff like that still. And, uh, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, well, I mean, basically, like, Leo is like the, he's like the George Clooney of our generation. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. George Clooney used to do the same shit. Clooney did the same shit. Now he's they married and locked down, you know, and, and stuff. But yeah, George Clooney used to do all that shit. Back so. in the day. So Leo is basically like that for our generation. Yeah, nothing you know? wrong with it. Nothing wrong with it. Yeah. Because, I mean, uh, uh, young men date older women all the time, too, now. I mean, it's, it's fine. As long as you're not doing anything illegal, you should be able to do what you want to. Yeah. But I think, you know, getting back to, to this, though, like, where, you know, people were saying that, like, um, that there's, like, no humor in this movie. It's like, no, there's some pretty, there's some, I mean, this movie's not necessarily, like, a comedy. It, there's no way that there's that much in it. Yeah. But there are some funny moments where you're kind of like, okay, yeah. It's situational comedy. It's not, it's not where they're, like, trying to get you to laugh. Yeah. But- like there's the moment I have a when problem with that being mentioned because it's like now if this would have been like John Wick three, the funniest movie of all time, right? <laughs> and then you watch it, and be like, oh no, this isn't funny. This is violent. And be like, John Wick goes to clown college. Ugh. It's like I would watch what? that movie just to if see if like Keanu Reeves. <laughs> that is awesome. John yeah. Wick murders some fucking clowns, and really, what it is, it's just the John and Wick the fucks up those uh, racist <laughs> crows from Dumbo. Right. <laughs> it's like yes. <laughs> John Wick accidentally goes to the gathering of the Juggalos and kills four hundred Juggalos. <laughs> it's like wow, that was a big fuck up, wasn't you know, it? What is a jug? <laughs> Do you mean just what? imagine him getting sprayed at the with end of it, At the end of it, it's just like I think you meant what was a juggalo. Yeah. <laughs> the end. People be like, it's actually a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> I think Leo might get an award for this. Yeah. One. yeah. Uh, or you know, Keanu would get an award for this one. Yeah. Uh, but it. But the the thing it's like, uh, when they're they're talking about like. Uh, you know, like there's like there's not really any like humor in this movie, and it's like no, there, there's like little moments here and there. Like there's the the you know part where you know uh, you know Hallie's character, I forgot what her name is in the movie. Sophie. Sophie. Uh, when Sophie's like, you know, he shot my dog, and he was like, I get it. <laughs> if anybody knows what it's like to be enraged because you just like, hurt an animal, <laughs> he's like, I get it. You know. 
um, because he went through the same shit. You know, that's oh, when he shot that dog, she was like, and Keanu was like, uh, John Lewis like, no, and uh, she's just like, fuck this. <laughs> yeah, she's like starting to shoot. Yeah, um, and Keanu's like, well, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, and so and then she ends up shooting that dude in the knee. That's gotta hurt like a motherfucker too. But he's one of those uh, he's one of those high table guys. There's uh actually uh since we've made it to that that part of this um there's actually two people in this movie that that invented their own martial art. Uh uh Chad uh Stalinsky. Chad Stahelski. Stahelski, yeah. Um, I figured by the third movie Steve would finally say his name right and he still hasn't. Um <laughs> Stahelski. There we go. He got it. He invented the martial art that the dogs do in the game, and then in the movie, because uh, how they they tack them and sweep and all that stuff, and they do the coordination. Uh, he came up with that. Oh, really? So all that training was based off something that he had the idea for. And the other person that invented their own martial art is Mark Decazes. Yeah. So uh, it's um, one hop. Uh, Quindo, yeah, um, yeah, one hop Kendo. He invented that. Martin Decasas did. Ah, uh, because he was, you know, uh, his both of his parents, Al Decasas and Amelia uh, Bernal, uh, they they um, they both are highly trained in Kajukenbo. Uh, yes, Kajukenbo. It's a Hawaiian mixed martial art that has like karate, judo, jiu-jitsu, uh, kenpo, and boxing. That's a pretty big mix of stuff. Uh, and then Dicasso's, It's a cocktail of violence right there. Yeah, Dicasso's <laughs> made his own martial arts, kind of based off that, but he did like added some some things and everything. So yeah, yeah, he actually. So that's basically what he's using in the movie. Yeah, he actually has his own martial art. Yeah, so that's pretty awesome. That is pretty cool. Yeah. And he was also, you know, on like Iron Chef, and yeah, he's also like, like he's that. also like a he's like a, a Michelin star restaurant uh, like accredited cook, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Like he can good. he can literally like go and be a chef at any Michelin restaurant in the yeah, world, and has and has done it. So yeah, and then everybody thinks of him as like the the goofy dude from uh, Iron Chef, but it's like that's you know, he was like perfect for that show because he's. You know, he's an actor, so he's, like, big and theatrical and tries to make, you know, the show look, like, larger than life. Yeah. But also, the dude can fucking cook. Which I thought that was kind of interesting that, like, he's literally serving sushi in the movie whenever uh, the adjudicator goes to um, to get his services with him and his men. Yeah, they didn't hire have to hire a stunt guy to get somebody's hands to, like, skin that blowfish or whatever either. That was just a cause. Yeah, yeah, he can do that. Yeah, yeah he was for just real. like... Yeah, <laughs> like that's all stuff he can actually do. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's great to see him because he's always been one of my favorite action stars. Yeah. Uh, he's kind of the strong under the radar. Yeah, only the strong was one of the first things I've seen him in, but he was in Cradle to the Grave as the bad guy. Um, and uh, the John Wick fight scene is more impressive than the Cradle to the Grave one, but. It's a different type of fight. The 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 uh, cradle to the grave one was just like more like strings and stuff like that, you know, because they did stuff that wasn't actually like physically possible. 
yeah a lot in that fight scene and then the John Wick it totally was possible because they don't use wires in John Wick no no um, if it's they not asked something them that the, you can they asked Keanu do. they asked Keanu it was like you know you did most of your stunts in John Wick did you get hit, hit by a car you know like or whatever and he was like he's like I would have but I could have only done it once and then I would have been you know hospital yeah uh, <laughs> Stunt guy. Stunt guy, yeah, so, you know. He gets, he gets ran over by cars a lot in these movies. Yeah, so th- there there's only so much whenever you have, even with, st- you know, stunt guys, you know, um, you know, there there's even some things like uh, whenever uh, Jackie Chan was huge back in the day, there was a few things that they, they started not letting him do. Like the martial arts stunts, sliding through stuff, doing the spin stuff like that, and everything, but the, they wouldn't Jump let off him, the walls and yeah, they'd let them do that. But the, since like uh, what was it? Um, uh, what was the name of that movie? The Brooklyn one. Um, um, Rumble in the Bronx. Rumble in the Bronx. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Rumble in the Bronx. Whenever he jumped off the uh, pier and landed on the boat or whatever, uh, he broke his ankle. Yeah, uh, and, that and then scene. he didn't. He have to like he had to act in a cast. Yeah, he had to act in the cast wrestling movie. Because I remember he had like a, he had like a cast on his uh, on his ankle, and then they basically uh, they were like, well, what we have to do is we have to put like a um, like a thing around it that makes it look like a sneaker, so that it would it would give the illusion that he was wearing two sneakers, but he wasn't. He had a cast, and then he had like this like. Uh, spandex like sock that went around it that looked like a sneaker to match the other one. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, just on a personal note, I think my favorite Jackie Chan movie is probably still uh, Jackie Chan's Who Am I? Who Am Who Am I is really good. Yeah. That's probably one of my favorite movies. That's a tuxedo. Me. I thought you loved the tuxedo. <laughs> Steve's face. Ah! You guys can't see this, but mm. the look on Steve's face was totally worth it. Mm. <laughs> He still doesn't know how to react to that shit. But I would say... Uh, he's just not even going to I would say, I do like the... Uh, what was it? Um, the uh, Legend of Drunken Master was really good, though. I like that. Yeah, that one's, that one's okay. Yeah, that one's pretty good. <coughs> the Rush Hour movies are pretty good. Yeah, Rush uh, Hour is good. Yeah, the Rush Hour movies are good. Shanghai Nice. Eh, I mean, that's okay. okay it's okay. Didn't he do, uh, oh shit, what was it? Was it Snake Fist and Eagle Shadow? Snake Fist and Eagle Shadow. Wasn't that Jackie Chan? Yeah. Uh, you know, he's, um. He's good. He, he's he's a really good fighter, uh, and, and he's always fun to watch. I think in the days where he was popular, though, I always liked Jet Li more. Um. So that that's kind of a weird comparison. But Jackie Chan does separate himself from a lot of people, same way Jet Li does. So yeah, they're, they're fun. They're fun. But it's interesting how like because uh, I with the John Wick movies, it's like eventually, I would I think it'd be really cool to see you know somebody like like Jet Li pop up or like Jackie Chan, even if they're not going to do like fights, just have them in the movie, just a character. Maybe, maybe I don't John think they want to over see. superstar it, right? Because then it would seem kind of like the Expendables. Yeah. Where it's like we just have all these, the the thing that I, that I have liked so far is that like, you know, Lawrence Fishburne's character, you know, like he, you know, because he he popped up in the second movie, 
you know, and then he, he pops up in this one. He has a little bit more to do in this one because he has to deal with the adjudicator. But uh, the thing that I liked about his character was that, you know, he he has times when, like, John pisses him off and, you know, some of the other stuff that happens with the high table pisses him off. But he even says to the adjudicator, he's like, I have no problem with John Wick. And she was like, you, you could have killed him and he would have, all this would have been done. He was like, I have no problem with John. Yeah. You know, he's like, he's cool with me. But, you know, he was, and she was like, well, you gave him seven bullets, you know, to go so, kill somebody. Yeah. So for, for your penance, you get seven cuts. Yeah. And he did get he's cut all, up pretty he's bad. All scarred, he's all scarred up at the end of the movie, and yeah. When uh, when they kind of dump Keon, or dump, you know, John Wick out in front of him and stuff. And it's and, like, I'm really angry. Are you angry? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because uh, Winston, who he thought was his boy, uh, just basically double crossed him. And uh, it, it, with the thing, the thing about this, like the, uh, I guess to kind of wrap up this comment, and then we'll go ahead and take a break. But like, okay, so there's a lot of people always compare these to like playing a video game, which I'm like, I can see that. I mean, I there's kind of levels at the end of it. Yeah, well, I mean, he does have to fight, like you know, like fighting Mark Dacasos, like fighting Zero. That's kind of like fighting a boss. That whole that whole end sequence seemed like a, a video game yeah. where you're like you have to fight the you have to fight like the the tough he had, he literally went up levels to do it. Right. It was yeah. Really cool. It was really cool. Yeah. So I mean, the idea that like you know there would be some stylistic that choices. That set was four million dollars. That glass set that they built. Oh yeah. They built it for real. Oh it yeah, it cost four million dollars to build that. Holy shit! <laughs> but also, uh, as another video game reference, we basically saw what it would look like to see Cloud fight the Shinra bikers from Final Fantasy VII in this movie. Because when Wick is, you know, fighting uh, Zero's uh, motorcycle goons, and they have all the, oh, yeah. the the ninja blades and shit, and he's having to shoot and kill all those guys on the motorcycle. Uh, we're like watching this on Steve's projector and he was like so basically he was like the motorbike chase from Final Fantasy 7 you get to see what that looks like in real life and I'm like at first I was like wait what the fuck did he just say and then I saw it like happening yeah. and I'm like oh shit this is like Final Fantasy 7 yeah. when Cloud's like knocking the, the fucking Shinra goons off yeah, the motorcycles the guys come out at him with swords and stuff yeah, and, like, yeah. yeah but this one instead of like you know the buster sword it's like you know ninja blades but yeah it's uh but I mean yeah there's gonna be some you know it's like but to think that like you know the only people who would like this are people who you know, play, uh, you know, video games, you know, 12 hours a day and are, like, addicted to Fortnite and Call of Duty and all that kind of stuff, you know, it's like, you know, like I was telling you, I was like, Erica, who, you know, my, my lady Erica, she, her favorite movie is John Wick, and she is not a video game player, like, at all, like, she doesn't own a game console, you know, right. she's not, like, what you would consider a gamer at all, she doesn't do that. But uh, but John Wick is her favorite movie. She she likes all all of these movies, you know. Because I found that out, you know, one day where I was, you know, we were just you know talking about movies, and I'm like, "What is your favorite movie?" And she was like, "John Wick." And I'm like, "Oh shit, this is uh, she's totally different, <laughs> you know." Because normally you don't women usually don't choose action movies like that as like their favorite movie. Really? You know, like you know, usually you wouldn't hear that. It would usually be like. A romantic comedy or something like that, or maybe just like a comedy movie. Is that how you generalize women, John? <laughs> Damn. 
Well, what's your what's your wife's favorite movie? I know it's for damn sure it's not an action movie. It's probably Clueless, right? No, I don't know. Probably not. I don't know if she has a favorite movie. She might not. I don't know. But uh, but you know, most of the time, women don't choose action movies. I'll just say that. I don't think I'm, you can say that. I don't think I'm, you have I'm enough. Wrong, I don't think you have enough us, research. If I'm wrong, then email me and be like, John, you're full of shit, okay? And I'll just retract that statement. <laughs> just send the email at beyondthehateofyahoo.com, hashtag John Sexist. No. <laughs> John is a misogynistic pig. Uh, <laughs> but, like, when they said on here that there was, like... Because, uh, for one, women don't watch act- don't watch movies. They only watch TV shows on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> are, we t- are we talking about your wife now? <laughs> um, we don't have Netflix. We have Hulu. <laughs> this episode was brought to you by Hulu. Yeah. Um, ding, ding. <laughs> you do like the th- cheesy thumbs up from ding. the 80s. Yeah. Uh, where like time freezes and you just you just hold on the thumbs up. Uh, <laughs> but like when it says in here that like there's blatant plagiarism uh, from the likes of Enter the Dragon and the Man with the Golden Gun. I was like, okay, well we have a, a sequence where you have an enemy hiding behind something that's reflective. You know, like they had with the museum exhibit and the second movie, right? Where he's dealing with Ruby Ruby Rose's character yeah. and, and like uh, Santino's guards and all that sort of stuff. And they're in that art exhibit. And you have the mirrors. And it kind of reminds you of like Enter the Dragon. And then somebody's like, well, no, they did that again. Because in that set that you were talking about that cost $4 million. You know, the one that, you know, Winston uh-huh. is, you know, meets John at. You know, that's like up in the top level of the hotel and all that kind of stuff uh it's like i i can kind of see the you know the reference to Enter well those the Dragon are, those again. aren't mirrors that's glass that is like real glass yeah okay so uh the only thing though is i'm like okay where is the reference to the man with the golden gun in this i don't I, see it i uh, i don't even i don't even see a reference to enter you know enter the dragon because there's just not there there's Whenever you're talking about plagiarism, that means you're doing the same plot. Yeah, you, that's what plagiarism sort of just stole is. that idea. You can do stuff in movies as kind of homage where you have similarities. Whenever right. you're like an action star and you you go back, I mean, if you're going back like forty, fifty years to pull something to something modern, that's not plagiarizing. That's like an homage. Yeah. Now, Tarantino if you, does that like in every fucking movie. Now, he if makes. you take the same exact plot and add it to the movie, that's when you plagiarize. I have to explain this to you because I know that you you dumb. <laughs> but when I, if you just take something that's similar from something that's like you know old and something that you loved whenever you were a child, um, there's nothing wrong with that. Because I mean, that's what makes art so good is that it's ever-changing. You know, I'm not saying, oh, go out and, you know, add, you know, a fucking, you know, just throw some glitter on the Mona Lisa and now you can say you're an artist or something. (laughs) That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying whenever you can take something that was great that everyone loved and then you can gently implement it into your art, especially if it's a movie form, that's beautiful. Yeah. You know, that's what that's why emotional remakes are always better than just cash grab remakes. Uh, that's that's if you want an example, the the Ghostbusters remake compared to A Star Is Born. 
there's an emotional reason to do a Star is Born uh, with Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. Ghostbusters was remade for money. Oh, you mean the uh, with, with the all female? The all female, yeah. Okay, because now we have the the new Ghostbusters Afterlife, which is also made for money, but maybe it'll be better. It does have Paul Rudd, so I'm willing to give it a chance. I'm willing to give anything with Paul Rudd a chance. That's why I watched Ant Man. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, I, you know, uh, I the one thing right before we we take break though, like where they were talking about like the uh, lady who played the adjudicator, that like that was the worst acting that they think they've seen, um, and I'm like. <laughs> I'm like the adjudicator. I'm like in this movie. She she almost is like the main antagonist, really. Yeah. I mean, I mean because she's she's causing all kinds of hell for for John because of all these allies that he's dealt with along the way that gave him help, and then she's like, you know, no, you helped them. You broke the rules. We got to deal with you. And even you know uh, Angelica Houston's character, you know, she has to deal with it. I don't remember what her character's name is though. Uh, if you remember what her her name is, uh, Angelica Houston's character. Yeah, Shit. Uh, I don't remember off the top of my head what her name was. Um, the it, she was just the director. Yeah, she's just known as the director. Okay. Yeah. Um, now one thing I was going to ask you, like, is she actually related to John Wick, or she's just part of that like crime family? <sighs> I don't know. I I I actually because you said that they had kind of like a mother son kind of vibe. I I think they do. I mean, I think she could she could be John's mother, or maybe that's just maybe like an aunt or something. Or or maybe that's just how she is with everyone. Yeah, maybe it's just kind of like maybe a mother she's figure. the mother of you know like the Russian family type people that he know? comes from. But there was a vibe there. Yeah. That, she uh, cares for John. Yeah. And that's why she's willing to give him, you know, the passage. She to... knows she shouldn't help him. Yeah. She knew there was going to be repercussions because she knew not to, but she did it anyway. Yeah. So there had to be something there. So, okay. Um, it's break time. Break time. <laughs> Oh, I- 
And welcome back. And that was uh, Marilyn Manson's Deep Six song. Um, Very Manson-heavy soundtrack. But Manson and Keanu go back, like, way back. And that song is some of the best lyrics I've ever uh, heard Manson write. Yeah. And he's wrote some good ones. But just the line itself, uh, if you know anything about, um, you know, the, the Greek gods and stuff like that. Uh, just the line, you know what Zeus said to Narcissist, uh, you better watch yourself. That's just, yeah. that is, a, that's great, that's, that's poetry. Bravo. <laughs> you know. That's, uh, that's, that's perfect. <laughs> and he better, also gets the 666 six, six in there, too. Yeah, he gets the 666 six, six in there, too. It's all written very well. Yeah. It's very, uh, this is actually, uh, one of the songs that's kind of the most, um, Billy Corgan written Manson song that I've probably ever heard. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. You imagine if Smashing Pumpkins did a cover of this. Oh yeah, it's it would seem like uh, a, a song made for the Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah, that's uh... it's always some type of intelligent, you know, like transformation in a, a lot of the Smashing Pumpkins songs, and you know. Manson doesn't always go that route, you know, sometimes he'll just, you know, get the, you know, go for the pump up, go for the controversy or something, but that song, Deep Six, it's, it's a genius song. Every lyric in it is genius. Yeah. So, props to Manson. Let's get it, let's get back in the comments. Yes. Um, so, being that this is an action movie, people are, you know, guess what, they're complaining about the action again. <laughs> As if we haven't heard people complain about the action in, in two fucking movies already. Like, this is the third one, and some of these people are still salty about the action. If I'll, I'll just say this before I start. If you're on John Wick Chapter 3, right, and you've seen the way that they use the guns, you've seen the, the you know, the, the takedowns, the kills, all these different things, in the third movie, and you're like, people, you know, were, had issues with the, the, the choreography and the fighting and everything still, and it's like... This is the third movie. You should know. It's like the Expendables movies. By the time you get to Expendables 3, you kind of know what the fuck is up. You know, you know what the action's going to look like because you're expecting it. You're like, I know that it's going to be, you know, a certain style. John Wick, these movies have a very specific style. It would be like watching, like, all the Star Wars movies and getting to the last one and being like, you know, I really don't like sci-fi movies that much. Yeah, I don't really, I'm not really digging this lightsaber thing. Like, these lightsaber fights are stupid. It's like... You but you literally watch nine movies <laughs> with all of these lightsaber fights in them and it's like, yeah, I don't know, it's, it's going to be a no for me, dog. <laughs> it's like, I think it's too late for that. Yeah, it's like, you, you either didn't like it when you saw it in the fucking Phantom Menace or... You know, you didn't like the fight between Obi-Wan and Vader in Episode 4 when they're old men, you know, and that kind of stuff. It's like, if you didn't like that shit back then, you're definitely not going to like the shit now. Yeah. It's like it's just going to grow on you. It's like, if you didn't like the way that the John Wick's action scenes worked in Part 1, by the time you get to Parabellum, it's the same kind of shit. It's it's like watching Black Swan, and then after you come, you're like, you know what, I really don't like now. <laughs> <laughs> oh god 
Oh man. Oh, I think my whole face is red. Uh, <laughs> I was not expecting that at all. <laughs> it's like I'm not really attracted to Ali Portman. Yeah, dude, you're disgusting. Clean yourself. <laughs> Clean up. Uh, I'm just. I'm really more of a Mila Kunis guy, but oh. yeah, I tried. It just. It's like, well, apparently she did something for you. <laughs> you came two gallons, man. <laughs> you're like. Fucking Randy on South Park when he blew his load all over that trailer. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> they should just make a meme out of that. It's like, just watch Black Swan. <laughs> it's like, just, it's Randy. He's just yeah, like, it's ah. just like Randy. There's just, there's just cum all over the entire <laughs> office. <laughs> oh. oh, God. I didn't think we get a Black Swan joke in on this mm. episode, but... Hey, that's the spot Fucking of the nailing it. Nailing it. Yeah. Just killing it, fam. This beer makes us funnier. Yeah. Lining drink the kugels. beer. <laughs> if you're a sad sack of shit, <laughs> you can drink lining kugels. If you have no goddamn sense of humor, drink this shit. Yeah. Maybe Sweet. Roman Polanski. <laughs> Roman Polanski. Is that the guy who directed this movie? Roman Polanski? Or? No, it's Chad Polanski. Chad Polanski. <laughs> Um, I thought it was I thought it was uh, Chad Chad Zubikowski. <laughs> Chad Zukowskis. <laughs> Ch- Chad Zukowskis. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, poor Chad Stahelski. His name will always be fucked up on this show. Uh, <laughs> um, but okay, so I'll go ahead and get into the comment. I did that black swan shit. Just fucked me up. <laughs> that was a great joke. Yeah. Uh, I mean, don't pull anything trying to pat your own back, but that was, but it was good. Yeah, yeah, I, it definitely got me. It's a great joke. <laughs> that was that was what we call in the business good shit. Good shit. <laughs> That's good That's shit. It. Roll credits. Fuck it. We're done. <laughs> Fuck it. We're just cutting everything off. We're cutting the mics off. Fuck it. We're done. That's the mic drop moment. You can't top that. Um. Uh. But anyway, so. Uh, it says the action scenes were relentless and not very well choreographed. Uh, for example, the, the endless amount of bad guys waiting their turn to lunge forward only to have their arm broken or some slick move and then get shot in the face. Just like the uh, bad guy uh, before and the bad guy before him. Uh, or the scene with the man and the woman assassin uh, who were just about to engage John Wick only to be killed themselves by some different bad guys. Uh, when the camera panned out, there were no bodies to be seen, question marks. Um, gone. Uh, not to mention the large crowds of public uh, of public uh, who just walk on by as a bunch of assassins slice each other up uh, or slice up a, another bunch of assassins. Have you ever been in New York City? <laughs> yeah, it's brutal, yo. Um, <laughs> question, how do, how do supposedly brilliant crime bosses manage to hire only underlings who cannot shoot or fight well enough to take out one injured and exhausted man. With all of them spraying machine gun bullets in Wick's direction, how come he never gets hit? Geez, I'd even settle for a ricocheted bullet. Uh, the movie was uh, was only shoot em up and dogs attacking crotches. <laughs> there is no story at all. Uh, disclaimer, we left the movie when a dozen cyborg-looking characters in bulletproof armor failed to take down the hero they had surrounded uh, mostly we left out of boredom and puzzlement, uh, so maybe it gets better after that. I'll never know. Uh, if you want to watch a better movie, I can only recommend one of these. 
which is uh, somebody playing Quake 2 uh, on YouTube. <laughs> sure, <dude. laughs> uh, sure, Sharknado and Plan 9 from Outer Space. <laughs> Um, the library fight was okay. The knife fight was uh, uh, overly boring, and I, I couldn't wait for it to be over. The horse's stable was even worse. Uh, when there's action, we should be engaged. Problem is, this action spoiled the bed. Uh, what is there to see after you watch John Wick shove a knife into a guy's eyeball? Especially after he breaks a guy's jaw and neck with a book? Uh, they blew their load too early, and the movie became repetitive and gratuitous. Huh. <laughs> Speaking of blowing loads. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Especially it, after you just watch Black Swan. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it seems like this guy was never going to be very happy with what happened in this movie. And uh, that's just a negative way to watch this movie, because you're just like, oh, well, he did the thing where he killed the guy basically with the book. And then he stabbed the guy in the eyeball. There's no getting better than that. And that's like, what? It's like, no. It's like, if you've learned anything about these John Wick movies is that, like, the stakes get raised exponentially as he gets deeper and deeper into the bullshit. And he has to find even more creative ways to kill people and to keep himself alive because he doesn't always have guns around. He doesn't always have a weapon. Sometimes he just has to straight go hand to hand. Sometimes he has to improvise and just find shit around him. Like this is this is John Wick's escape from L.A. moment, right? Where he he is just running for for survival, and he is fucking killing everyone, right? And um, Jason Mendoza is in this movie, and uh, he actually got cast in this movie because of. well, because of himself. Because uh, uh, whenever, uh, how did this get made? Did a uh, episode, uh, uh, Johnny Mnemonic, uh, which is all, also a Keanu Reeves movie. Oh yeah, they, Johnny Mnemonic. Yeah, I I forgot about that. Which movie. they uh, bashed relentlessly. Um, As they are wont to do. They do. They do. They 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 hate themselves, so they have to project it onto movies. Right. And they think they're experts at it because they kind of do movies um, it's like look paul Shear, man seriously though you you were in the league you know you weren't in like schindler's list calm the fuck down he he, <laughs> he also did this just talking about paul Shear specifically because june diane Raphael, she's she's done uh, she's been in some good things like you know she always brags that she's a bully race but she's not a main character in that um so you know she's in a show that people know uh, yeah. Jason Mendoza is really hilarious. He's in Brooklyn Nine Nine and stuff. Usually, he's the guy that defends a lot of these movies. Um, and the, I am those... rock hard right now. Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> but but Paul Shear, he also did this thing um, called like um, was it like Shear RL or something like yeah, wasn't that what it was called Ooh, on uh, YouTube? Yeah, I think so. Where yeah. it's like where he was making he was he was supposed to be playing a uh, Carson Daly. <laughs> And they were supposed to recreate it or whatever. The thing about it, though, is Paul Shear can't act. Uh, <laughs> and the reason why, if you guys look it up, now, I, I don't want to bash him. I do kind of like Paul Shear. But if you're playing Carson Daly, you should at least be able to act like Carson Daly. Right. Watch that shit. He doesn't act like Carson Daly. He acts like Paul Shear on Ritalin. <laughs> he does not act anything like Carson Daly. 
That's, yeah. So it takes you out of the skit immediately because you're like, the people that they get on to play the other like musicians are usually pretty decent, but then you're just like, Paul kind of takes you out of it because he wants to put himself in that. Right. He could have got someone more interesting like... You know, like Paul Rudd or something to play like Carson Daly, and it, it, you know he could have that could have been like an actually pretty good YouTube show or something. Yeah, like Zac Efron. Yeah, Zac Efron nailed it. Not, he could have knocked it out of the park. Yeah, he's got the personality. Yeah, you know people are gonna be like, yeah, he looks like it's close enough. But like Paul Shear, you're just like for one, not to bash or anything, but you, you don't look you're you're not attractive enough to play Carson Daly. Because he's, you know, he's kind of like... The thing about Carson Daly is that like when he was doing uh, Total Request Live back yeah. in the day, he looked like one of the dudes from the boy bands that they were covering mm-hmm. because they were covering like the Backstreet Boys and NSYNC, and he looked like he could have been... Or you could have got JT to do it. You could have got Justin Timberlake to do Timberlake that. Timberlake would have done that, yeah. To be act like Carson Daly uh-huh. on your thing, he would have done it. He's cool as shit. Yeah. Timberlake would have nailed it. He's Timberlake's, funny. like, I think way funnier than people give him credit for sometimes. Yeah, he would have actually nailed it, but Paul Scheer just doing it, it's just like, it, it didn't... It didn't seem like it was, like, that good. And that's why it didn't last that long, because people are just kind of like, that's not really that good uh but yeah i mean the, the but john uh, but jason Manzukas got on the the uh in this movie because of uh him doing that show and he was like i want to be in john wick 3 because he was like uh he kept referring to keanu reeves as john wick right yeah whenever they were doing the show and he was like put me in the movie right and they did yeah that's i mean yeah because he ends up being uh one of the uh, TikTok, Mr. Wick. Uh, TikTok. TikTok. Yeah. Um, what the hell is the name of uh, Fish, Lawrence Fishburne's character? The Brewery King. The 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 Brewer King. Is that what he's the called? The Brewery King. Brewery King. Or is it? Okay. I just call him the Pigeon Guy. <laughs> the Pigeon Guy. Pigeon fine. Guy. <laughs> the Pigeon Guy is fine. He right. gets shit on a lot. Right. <laughs> yeah. Just imagine how much pigeon shit is up there on that rooftop. Imagine how many times Lawrence Fishburne got shit on while he was filming that. Oh, yeah, by the birds? Oh, by yeah, the, he probably by the got train shit on bird. It's like, God damn it again? Man. Okay, hey, um. Okay, I'm sorry. I got, I got shit on I got shit on, and it, it went in my ear, and it's disgusting, and like, it's like, okay, we gotta, we gotta handle that, because this, this is not cool. <laughs> it's like now I know what the the, the the lady from Home Alone two went through. Right. This is bullshit. This is bullshit. Where's the actors union? I'm getting shit on all day. <laughs> like literally <laughs> getting shit on. <laughs> Bowery King. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's uh... <laughs> okay. So just funny because Jason Manzukis is literally credited as TikTok man. <laughs> Yeah, that's his name. Oh, that's crazy. TikTok, Mr. Wick. TikTok. Oh man. It is it's pretty uh epic like when he goes to uh visit the um the, the, the doctor and he was like, I still have five minutes and he's trying to stitch that Yeah, that's the key master from the Matrix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like <laughs> trying to think as I'm like, that dude looks super familiar and I can't place where the fuck he's from? But yeah, he was the key master in the Matrix, so it's a and uh, reunion. Tiger, uh, he fights uh, Tiger in this uh, 
movie too. One of his choreographers uh, from from the Matrix. So. Was that one of uh, Zero's goons? Yes. Oh, okay. I think that's uh, one of the Shinobi 1, Shinobi 2 dudes. Um, which is the two guys he leaves alive. He's, he's one of those, I think. Ah, okay, yeah. Yeah, it's... Um, I, I think it's interesting, especially in this movie, because... Like... So like when they they put on here, it's like uh, we left the movie when a dozen with a dozen cyborg-looking characters and bulletproof armor failed to take down the hero they had surrounded. And it's that's like, some badass shit. It's like well, and uh, it's it's interesting because like I'm watching it for the first time, and then uh, as soon as the trucks roll up at the Continental with the um, the the high tables like special forces guys steve's over there like rubbing his hands like oh shit things about to get good and i'm like oh shit what happened and then uh and then there's that part where they get into uh winston's vault with all that all the weaponry and i'm like so basically is this like the vatican of guns and you're like yeah basically yeah all some of the best shit that winston's got is in that vault and he (laughs) Like especially when they go in and get those uh, those uh, shotguns with the armor piercing rounds. Oh yeah, those shotguns they start fucking fuck them up. up. Those guards, yeah, those like blowing their fucking heads off. Boom, boom. Yeah, through the helmet and everything. Mm-hmm. Like you can see, like the fucking brain matter just come out of the back of their head. You know, it's it's like the JFK assassination, like over and over and over again. It's disgusting. Yeah. Chad Zibikowski, he has Chad it. Zibikowski. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know. Uh, you know Chad Zielinski he's an amazing Ooh, director yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, he also likes to sell auto parts yeah I make car Just parts <laughs> the American working man because that's who I am that's who I care about oh man I'm just gonna say this again if you don't like Tommy Boy you can get fucked okay yeah. if you don't like that movie there's a special place in hell for you and we may be picking on Chad Stahelski a little too much but you know Polish it's like, are weird. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> but, that's the, but that's the thing. It's like, we've literally covered, like, all three John Wick movies. Like, you know, it's like, we, we're, you know, big fans of I what you're doing I think we can tease the guy this. a little bit. Yeah, we can yeah. fuck with him. Uh, and if you don't like that, um, um, Chad Ochoa-Solinsky. <laughs> Chad Ochoa-Solinsky. <laughs> you can email us at beyondtheadayahoo.com. We, yeah. we know you listen. Um, but like when they put on here that, uh, the, the better things that they can recommend that you watch is, is somebody playing quick Two on YouTube. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, how many people literally are playing quick Two and capturing it to put it on YouTube? Like how many people are doing a walkthrough of that game for yeah. YouTube for quick Th- Two? This was all just a promo for his, his Quake 2 channel. Yeah. That he's doing. He was like, YouTube. watch people play Quake 2 on YouTube. And it's yeah. like, wait, no one does that. Oh, you, you do, you though. Do it. Okay. So, so all like, this is just to get it's some, like, hey, some if views you don't on YouTube. Watch this shit like John Wick, you can watch my YouTube channel where I play Quake 2. Where I play Quake 2. Or you can, you know, watch Black Swan and come out. <laughs> Oh, that would man. be 
be my option. Watch <coughs> Quake 2 on YouTube. Yeah, I'm not going to watch some <laughs> Quake 2 walkthrough on YouTube. When I could be watching Black Swan? Swan with fucking, you know, Mila Kunis and Natalie Portman and shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's Megan Padme, man. Whew. Well, no, no, in, in Family Guy, you don't actually see her. She's just a voice. So we'll, we'll say we'll say Jackie from 70s show. Okay, I was about to yeah. say Meg. Yeah, that, Meg. That's like <laughs> her iconic role. It's like, Mila Kunis, you're, you're Meg. Yeah. It's uh, like, no, what, her, her iconic role would be Jackie from 70s show, yeah. And the... Uh, and Natalie Portman's uh, iconic role would just be everything she's ever done. Right. <laughs> Yeah, she's. It's like whether or not she's Padme or she's Jane Foster, you know. And then you know, like she's she's been in a lot of other stuff. I mean, shit, she was in Leon the Professional when she was like a teenager. She do what she do. She do what she do. Leon the Professional. Um, but Jane. Uh, yeah. Uh, Russo. That's a that's a damn good movie too. Leon the Professional. But, uh, but yeah, it just, you know, it's like, but the, the thing I think about this, like when people want to talk about like, you know, how is it that he can be in amongst all of these guys and, you know, they have like, you know, these, these weapons and everything and he, he just doesn't get shot. It's like, no, there are times when he gets shot, but especially at the end of the movie, he does have, uh, the tactical suit again because he was given one by the high table guy when he, you know, cut his finger and, you know, offered it, you know, or offered the ring to him, you know, his wedding ring. And uh, he's given one of those, like, uh, tactical line suits again. So he does have that when he's going into this uh, shootout where they're trying to take the Continental when it gets... Connected de- to Bluetooth. When it gets deconsecrated and everything. And Deconsecrated. Yeah, which I'm like, that's interesting because it's like in every movie so far... They've introduced, like, new things that we didn't see in the previous movie. So we start learning more and more and more about how the Continental system works and, you know, how they deal with, like, you know, problems in the, in the hierarchy and, you know, the hotel managers, you know, going off the rails and all that kind of stuff. So we get to see, because even, like, the one that Sophie runs is completely different from the Continental that's in, you know, New York, which is more like a modern hotel, and the one that, uh, you know, Sophia's running is more of a old-school-type hotel because it's in Morocco. It's just a totally different environment than everything. Yeah, it's actually kind of cool to see uh, Robin Taylor in this movie, too. He was the uh, guy that played... uh Connected to Bluetooth. Uh, the Penguin and uh, the Gotham show. Yeah, yeah. So that's pretty badass. Yeah, it's pretty pretty diverse cast when you look at it. It was, it was cool seeing Angelica Houston again. Yeah, she is she is still alive. See, I did not know that. I thought that maybe she had she had passed years ago, but and then you know, and you were like, yeah, it's Angelica Houston and I'm like, Oh shit. I actually listened to a sports radio station the other day, and they were like, uh, they were like, yeah, Randy Quaid died, or, yeah, they were talking about Randy Quaid, and they were like, yeah, he died, or, and stuff, and they were talking about it, and I was like, what? What are you talking about, Randy Quaid? He's dead? And then it was like, oh, no, apparently that was an internet hoax. I, I'm sorry, I fell for it, and I was like, 
Oh god. <laughs> That's, that was that was fucking like almost panic time mode. I was like, I didn't know Randy Quaid died a couple years ago. It's like I'm pretty sure that would have been you know pretty big news. Yeah, I mean he, Independence Day, Christmas Vacation. I mean the, the, the freaking dude was awesome. <laughs> It's like, oh yeah, by the way, Randy Quaid died. It's like, wait, what? It's like a couple of years ago, actually. I'm like, I was sitting there thinking, like, I'm not in my right universe because I do not remember that. Yeah. That's like, it was no, like, oh. Apparently it was all bullshit. It was the internet host. I was like, God, thank God. Because that is some... That would have just ruined my whole day. Yeah. I'm I can going, fly. I'm a pilot. Yeah, I'm fly. i pilot. <laughs> Dude's like, look at this jackass. You know, he's just kind of like looking like that. Look, Look at this, this drunk fucking ass drunk dude. ass dude. And he, he he basically saves the planet. Yeah. Or he at least, he saves like thousands of people. Yeah. By taking out that uh The that words of ship. my generation, up yours! And he flies it right into the butthole of the ship where the laser is. Yeah. Oh no, do ships have buttholes? Maybe like where the airlock is, would that be considered a butthole? Uh, that's, that shit had a butthole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I would I would like to say it also had an ass like a Nicki Minaj ass. It, yeah, it, it was it was bumping. Yeah, it was. <laughs> oh man! But uh, the 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 thing that I'll say about this uh, to, to kind of wrap up here is that if you're if you're at John Wick three. And you're you're having problems with this movie. What the fuck are you doing watching the third movie in a fucking series? And it literally tells you, hey, this is part three. So if you didn't like the other two, probably not gonna like this. You probably should fuck off. But then you have all these people that are like, it, this is the thing that gets me is like people always want to talk about these movies that they hate, and they're like, oh god, these movies are terrible. And it's like you literally watched every single one of them. And then you go on IMDb, you go on Rotten Tomatoes, and you bitch about it, knowing that you don't really like these movies. You're just, if you're not like a professional, uh, like critic or something, and you 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 like, you know, you work for like a a, a newspaper or a magazine, you know, you, you maybe you do like uh, movie reviews on like YouTube or something like that, or you work for like a a video company that does YouTube stuff. If you're not one of those. And you're one of these people that's just a regular ass person that is, you know, sitting down to watch John Wick three, and you hated the first two. Why the fuck are you watching the third one? And then why do you feel like you have to go online and bitch about it and say like, well, I didn't like the other two, and I definitely didn't like this one. It's like if you didn't like the first two, you're not gonna like the third one either. You know, it's a little no, bit different. Um... It's a little bit different from the Matrix because most people. Well, we, I mean, we did find hate for the first Matrix movie because people apparently hate everything. But that's true. The first Matrix movie, most a lot of people were, you know, more keen to it because it was new and it was different and it was weird, and people like took a liking to it. And then they watch part two and they're like, "Eh, it's not really what I thought it was going to be." And then when they get to part three, they're like, "Oh, I just fucking hate these movies now," and it's like. Okay, but with John Wick 3, it's like, the, nothing, the formula does not change from movie to movie. You know basically what you're in for. You're going to see him kill a fuck ton of people. You're going to see people backstabbing. He's going to need help from certain people. Like, there's certain, like, there, there's a formula to this shit. 
And if you're not really keen on it by the time you get to the third one, I don't know if you really have room to complain because you sat through two of them. You obviously like them enough that you're willing to sit through three of them even when you say you don't like them. I mean, people always have room to complain. Yeah, people are going to always bitch about like, something. Just for example, if they watched uh, Black Swan, they would just be like, look, I came too much. Right. This movie is too sexy. You need to tone it down. Black Swan 2, you need to tone down the sex because my dick can't handle anymore. The messed up thing about it is that the, the movie should have been taken more seriously because it's about mental illness. Yeah. But, but you know... Two hot chicks. It's uh, Natalie Portman and Millie Goose. <laughs> so that's that's just the consequences of uh, making a serious movie with um, those two. Those two. Yeah. And if we learn anything from John Wick 3 is that there's consequences to a lot of things. Yeah. And we've also learned that the consequences of Black Swan is drained balls. <laughs> a lot of... Um, Stock and Kleenex goes up, though, Yeah. whenever you come out with a movie like that. Right. And, uh... <laughs> also, another thing I will say um, is that, like, Halle Berry was in fucking tremendous shape for this movie. Like, she she looked, like, way more in shape than normally she is because right. of how... Because she's usually all, like, sloppy and shit. No, it's just, like, but she's not, <laughs> she's not as, not as like, body-toned as she was for this movie in particular. You know, you can tell that she put extra work in the gym to, to try and get herself into, into, like, a good enough shape that she can hang with Keanu in the action scene, you know, where she's with the dogs and everything. That's probably one of my favorite scenes in this movie is like him and, and Hallie with the dogs fucking taking out that uh, that dude's goons. Uh, oh, props to uh, the dogs. The dogs were fucking awesome. Yes. They did a really good job in this and it's like it's so I'm like that probably that scene was probably hell to try and do because you have to get the dogs to, you know, react on command. And attack the guys, and then meanwhile you've got Keanu and Hallie doing their own individual stuff. Then you got to make sure the cameras are always in, you know, set right and yeah. everything like that. So that was probably a complicated as fuck scene to do, but it's probably one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Yeah. So props to Chad Polanowski. <laughs> yeah. For uh, pulling that one off. Right. Uh but uh, but you know this is uh, th- this was John Wickmas. This is John Wickness. This is uh, Christmas. <laughs> Hope you guys have a great and safe Christmas. Uh, yeah. Don't drink and drive. If you're gonna um, get if you're gonna get uh, you know Southern Comfort eggnog and you're gonna spike the fuck out of it, don't get in your vehicle and be a jackass. If you're gonna enjoy the holidays, don't be a jackass and get on the road if you've been drinking. Um, yeah. Enjoy your family. Make sure you can always be there for your family. You guys be safe. You guys, uh, you know, if some of you guys are more fortunate than others, you know, you can, you could, uh, actually, I'm, I'm going to say this a different way. I was going to say you can donate to us, but now donate to uh, Toys for Tots or, you know, um, some type of kids uh, organization or something like that. Uh, if you guys are being extra generous after you do that, sure, you can, you can uh, help us out. Um, yeah, donate to the donate to the show. Donate to the the podcast, but obviously you you would want to do those other things first. I'm not gonna say not do those things first because this is Christmas time. 
We're not trying to be that greedy this month. Yeah, January yeah. we're gonna be greedy as fuck. And we're gonna we're gonna be like you, you motherfuckers. <laughs> you need to give us some money. You no. know, you motherfuckers could spare five dollars this but month. It, you know, Christmas <laughs> Christmas time. You know, I, I would suggest uh, Toys for Tots. Uh, anything to deal with kids, sick kids, uh, St. Jude's. Uh, yeah, St. Jude's Hospital. Yeah, those, those um, are good people. Yeah, so um, yeah, donate. Um, uh, hope you all have. If you have kids, hope you have a good Christmas. If you don't have kids, I also hope you have a good Christmas. Um, and uh, any uh, suggestions that you guys have going into next year, uh, as far as movies or music or anything like that that you guys want us to cover, just let us know at beyondtheheadatyahoo.com. And, and uh, uh, especially like if you're traveling during the holidays, you're going to visit family and stuff like that. You're going to be on the road, and you're like, "Man, I'm bored as fuck. I need something to listen to." You can check us out on Spotify. You can check us out on, uh, you know, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher. You know, all those different platforms. Inter- introduce your friends to it and everything like that. Uh, yeah, spread so. it around. Make it make it go viral. We want to be a meme. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, well, we 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 hope you guys have a good holiday. We we got we we certainly are. Oh um, yeah, yeah. We we got some uh, proper number twelve in there that's gonna bring uh, yeah. a lot of merry good cheer to Christmas. Yeah. So we're gonna get into that. So we'll probably be off a week. Uh, so um, I'm going to post. Uh, I'll probably post uh, an, an older episode. Uh, I'm not haven't made my mind up on which one. It's like uh, one that we haven't put on uh, on here yet. But right around New Year's, I'm gonna try to. Uh, put one up there just so that you guys have maybe an extra one even though it's an old episode and it's not new it's still going to be good shit so that way you'll have an extra one to listen to and then uh january we will be back kicking everyone's ass like always yes uh and you know if we learned anything from john wick it's you you always double tap and that's what we're gonna do all right, you know, guys. We'll tap this fucking holiday, baby. All right, guys. Have all that music and shit. <laughs> yeah, have some fun. Don't nut too much on Black Swan. Right. Especially you, you and Buchanan. We know you donated. Don't be nutting too much. It's a Black Swan. <laughs>